Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. You are listening to 1% or less with him, but today is a special episode. Today is 1% plus plus with him because we are going to be reading something that I found and I've read it before and I I don't know how I glossed over this and missed it, but we are going to be reading the whole chapter of Deuteronomy 32. It's very, very, very powerful because it applies so much to what we um, are seeing today. But first, it is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. So happy Wednesday. I hope everybody's work week has been uh, been going well so far. And I hope everybody has been just having a very spectacular day. I'm in a lot better mood than I was yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I was just in a very poo poo mood, but, um, I did make sure I got my, 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 you know, got my Bible reading in this morning. Like I said, I think that was part of it yesterday. Yesterday I didn't get my Bible reading first thing in the morning, like I typically do. And I think that kind of set the stage for a crappy day. Well, today I wanted to kind of make sure that wasn't the case again. And I read my Bible first thing this morning when I was loading my truck and I felt so much better. So anyway, <clears throat> so we are going to, uh, first off, what we're going to do, I'm trying to think if I want to read the devotional first and then get into, you know what? No, we're going to read um, Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 32 first. So, <clears throat> so Moses um, recited the words of a song in its entirety for the whole assembly of Israel to hear. And, um, it, it, it just, well, let's just dive right in. Here it is. All right. And it reads, give ear, O heavens, and let me speak. Let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching soak in like the rain and my utterance drench like the dew, like a downpour upon the grass, like a shower upon the crops. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, praise the greatness of our God, the rock how faultless are his deeds, how right all his ways, a faithful God without deceit, just and upright is he. Yet his degenerate children have treated him basely, a twisted and crooked generation. Let's pause there for a second. That definitely describes what we have in our nation, a twisted and crooked generation who treat him basely without a doubt continuing. Is this how you repay the Lord, so foolish and unwise a people? Is he not your father who begot you, the one who made and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of generations past. As your father, he will inform you. Your elders, they will teach you. When the Most High allotted each nation its heritage when he separated out human beings, he set up the boundaries of the peoples after the number of the divine beings. But the Lord's portion was his people. His allotted share was Jacob. He found them in a wilderness, a wasteland of howling desert. desert. He shielded them, cared for them, guarded them as the apple of his eye, as an eagle incites his nestlings, hovering over its young. So he spread his wings, took them, bore them under his upon his pinions. 
the Lord alone guided them. No foreign God was with them. He had them mount, he had them mount the summits of the land, fed them the produce of its fields. He suckled them with honey from the crags and olive oil from the flinty rocks, butter from cows and milk from sheep with the best of lambs, Bashan, bulls and goats with the cream of the finest wheat and the foaming blood of grapes you drank. So Jacob ate and was satisfied. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You became fat and gross and gorged. They forsook the God who made them and scorned the rock of their salvation. With strange gods, they incited him with abominations, provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, to no gods, to gods they had never known, newcomers from afar, before whom your ancestors had never trembled. You were unmindful of the rock that begot you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Now, let's pause for a second. When they talk about the rock, it's in capital, has a capital R. They are talking about God and Jesus. You were unmindful of the rock that begot you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. That's who the rock is. God. Continuing. The Lord saw and was filled with loathing, provoked by his sons and daughters. He said, I will hide my face from them and see what becomes of them. For they are a fickle generation, children with no loyalty to them. in them. Let's pause. Let's read that for a second. He said, excuse me for a moment. I'm sorry. Um, He said that I will hide my face from them and see what becomes of them. For they are a fickle generation, children with no loyalty in them. We, We have that most definitely in our nation. We, and I've always said this, I've said this, that since last year or 2020 and everything that we've been seeing, I've, I've, I've said this to my wife. I said, God is not deserting us, but he is certainly saying, okay, you know what? You guys think you can do better without me? You guys, you know, you, you think that you people in this nation, you think that you don't need me? Okay, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let Satan run the show. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you idolize your little g gods. I'm gonna let you do what you do, and we're gonna. Sh- I'm gonna show you without even intervening what that's gonna look like. And so when he said, "I will hide my face from them and see what becomes of them," for they are a fickle generation, children with no loyalty in them. I mean, we we definitely see that within this generation and probably generations before that. We see no loyalty at all. There's no morals. There's no values. There's no, there's just no, there's no substance to them. Continuing, since they have incited me with a no God and provoked me with their empty idols, I will incite them with a no people with a foolish nation. I will provoke them for by my wrath, a fire is kindled that has raged to the depths of Sheol. It has consumed the earth with its yield and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap evils upon them and exhaust all my arrows against them. Pause. 
we are definitely seeing that now. I mean, there's so many people that had turned away from God. Now, yes, we have a great awakening that is happening and there's more people turning to God. But, you know, there's still a lot of people out there that really need to do some turning. And when he says, I will heap evils upon them, I mean, we are seeing it and we're going to go over it in a different show here right after this one called the uh, His Hardline Quick Look. And we're going to go a little bit more in detail on some things. But we are seeing things beyond measure that is just appalling and they're just out in the open. I mean, literally, they are out in the open with their evil satanic uh, agenda. And that's what he says. I will heap evil upon them and exhaust all my arrows against them emaciating hunger and consuming fever in bitter pestilence. Let's read that again. Emaciating hunger and consuming fever and bitter pestilence. And the teeth of wild beasts I will send among them with the venom of reptiles gliding in the dust. Out in the street the sword shall bereave and at home the terror for the young man and the young woman alike, the nursing babe as well as the great beard. I said I will make an end of them and blot out their name from human memory. Had I not feared the provocation by the enemy that their foes might misunderstand and say our own hand won the victory? The Lord had nothing to do with any of it. For they are a nation devoid of reason. And yes, that is what we are. Pause for a second. We are a nation devoid of reason. There is no more reasoning. Continuing, for they are a nation devoid of reason, having no understanding. If they had insight, they would realize this. They would understand their end. Pause. Indeed, they would understand their end, but they don't have any insight. They, so they can't see this. They can't realize this reality. Continuing, how could one route a thousand or two put 10,000 to flight unless it was because their rock sold them? The Lord delivered them up. Indeed, their rock is not like our rock. Our enemies are fools. For their vine is from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of poison, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the cruel poison of vipers. Pause. Now, I'm not trying to go back to this whole Stu Peters interview that he did with Dr. Artis, but it's very interesting how what we're reading here, we're hearing a lot in this passage here about venom from serpents and snakes. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the cruel poison of vipers. Just saying, something kind of, you know, what's the number one symbol of evil in Satan in, in the book of, you know, in the Bible? It's, it's, it's snakes, serpents, right? Continuing, verse 34, is not this stored up with me, sealed up in my storehouses? Vengeance is mine and recompense for the time they lose their footing because the day of their disaster is at hand and their doom is rushing upon them. And now let's pause there for a second with everybody that got, you know, and again, I'm not trying to make this about anything other than what it is, is the Bible here, but everything that we're seeing happening today, I mean, we are going to be seeing a day of disaster and it is at hand and the doom is rushing upon those who don't proclaim the name of the Lord and invite the Lord in their heart and get saved. 
continuing, Surely the Lord will do justice for his people on his servants. He will have pity. When he sees their strength is gone and neither bond nor free is left, he will say, Where are their gods, the rock in whom they took refuge? Who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of of their libations? Let them rise up now and help you. Let them be your protection. I mean, this is what God is saying. Let's pause there for a second. This is what God is saying to those who turned away from him, who went to little God, you know, the little God to their gods, the little G. He's basically saying, where are your gods? Let them rise up and help you. Let them protect you. But guess what? Their gods, they're all little demons. They're not there to protect you. They're there to take advantage of you, to damn you to hell, to steal your soul. Continuing. See now that I, I alone am he, and there is no gods, no God besides me. It is I who bring both death and life. I who inflict wounds and heal them. And from my hand, no one can deliver. For I raise my hand to the heavens and will say as surely as I live forever. When I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand lays hold of judgment with vengeance, I will repay my foes and requite those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captured from the long haired heads of the enemy. Exalt with him. You heavens, bow to him, all you divine beings. For he will avenge the blood of his servants, take vengeance on his foes. He will requite those who hate him and purge his people's land. And so Moses, together with Hosea, son of Nun, Nun, went and spoke all these words of this song in the hearing of the people. And when Moses had finished speaking all all these words to Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words that I am giving in witness against you today, words you should command your children, that they may observe carefully every word of this law. For this is no trivial matter for you, but rather your very life. By this word you will enjoy a long life on the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. On that very day, the Lord said to Moses, Ascend this mountain of Abraham, of Abram, Mount Nebo, in the land of Moab, facing Jericho, and view the land of Canaan, which I am given to the Israelites as a possession. Then you shall die on the mountain you are about to ascend, and shall be gathered to your people just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and there was gathered to his people because both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribath, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. You did not manifest my holiness among the Israelites. You may indeed see the land from a distance, but you shall not enter that land which I am giving to the Israelites. And that is the end of chapter 32. I tell you what, very, very powerful chapter. My goodness, very, very powerful. Now, let's get into the devotional now, okay? Now, on this April 20th, it's titled Only One Way, and the highlighted uh, uh, verse is Deuteronomy 32, uh, verse uh, 16. 
They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. Now, not too many would be so brave as to say that the great religions of today provoke the creator to jealousy. But in some cases, this is true according to scripture. Now, if we believe God's word, we are to warn others when they anger the one true God. And this means setting aside our fears about being politically incorrect and boldly saying with the Apostle Paul. Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You can find that in 1 Corinthians 10.20. And as John 14.6 states, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to Father except through me. And Acts 4.12 states, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And to believe that there are other ways to God is to fly in the face of many scripture passages. And the prayer is very short and sweet. It says, Father, make me a loving and bold truth bearer. Let me tell you something. What I just read here, I mean, listen, this is crazy. Like when I read things like, like for example, okay, what, like in verse 16, with strange gods, they incite him with abominations, provoked him to anger. Well, what abominations are you talking about? Well, I don't know. Let's see trying to teach kids in kindergarten about the LGBTQ LMNOP plus lifestyles and community and teaching them the flags and teaching them about gender flipping and, you know, Hey Johnny, if you want to be a girl, that's okay. You know, uh, it's, it's okay. Or Susie, if you want to be a boy because you feel you have a little bit more masculinity then feminine, you know, wiles, that's okay. You can be a boy. No, no. Those are abominations, especially on children. Men on men, women on women. I mean, the, the, the stuff that we're seeing today is sick. And before you sit here and trash me and say, oh, well, Jason, you're just not an open-minded person. You're a very closed-minded bigot. Now, no. So I'm going to tell you right now, you could say whatever you want. I don't care about your judgment because your judgment means squat to me. And, and let me tell you something. I'm, I'm on one today. Okay. Yes, I know this is 1% or less with him. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have a little bit of an, a, a fiery attitude because you know what? This is the kind of thing that I have a passion for. I have a passion for Christ. And you know what? He knows my heart and he knows I fall. We all fall. But let me tell you something. For those out there that want to sit there and get on one and come at me and say, oh, well, you're just a bigot and you're closed-minded and, you know, you're just, you're part of the problem in this society. No, you're part of the problem because when you have big corporations like Disney and all these other freaking woke corporations out there that think it's okay to freaking groom children and, you know, use the LGBTQ LMNOP plus you know, community as a, uh, as a doorway to groom children. And, and basically, you know, there's people out there, believe it or not, that want to make law that, you know, pedophilia is a sexual preference. What, like, what is that? What is that? 
Who wants to make pedophilia a sexual preference? Because if you're one of those people, get out of here. You're not my people. You're an abomination. You are a disgrace to God. You are a disgrace to humanity. Leave our children alone. Listen, whatever you want to do in your bedroom, that's between you and that other individual. But when you start bringing children into the mix of it, I got a problem with that. That pisses me off. These are the abominations that were provoked to him to anger. You know, these people sacrifice the demons to know gods, to gods that they have never known. Newcomers from a farm before whom your ancestors had never trembled. I mean, come on, these, these, these people want to worship everything and anything other than God himself. Why? I mean, they take his covenant, which was the symbol of the rainbow. Okay, that was God's promise, the rainbow. That's probably, and they bastardized it, right? They took the rainbow and they bastardized it and turned it into a gay pride freaking symbol. And like it says in verse 19, the Lord saw and was filled with loathing, provoked by his sons and daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them and see what becomes of them. For they are a fickle generation, children with no loyalty in them. There is going to be a judgment that's going to come upon these people. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to be subject to any type of judgment for my past sins. But you know what? I'm certainly not freaking trying to go after children and turn them into, you know, into, you know, gender flipping, you know, little boys and girls into, you know, gender neutral. God knows what. I mean, I, listen, I'm so out of touch with this. I don't even know what they even call that. But at the end of the day, listen, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. You got indoor plumbing. You're a girl. You got outdoor plumbing. You're a boy. That's the bottom line. God makes no mistakes. God makes everybody perfect. Like he says in verse 23, I will heap evils upon them and exhaust all my arrows against them. Well, Jason, that sounds like a pretty angry God. You think? Of course he's angry. He ain't too happy. You think he's happy with the people in this nation freaking doing what they're doing? Turning children astray and trying to groom them for their own little sexual desires and pleasures. Ah! Children are the most innocent and pure human beings on the face of the planet. They're the ones that are not jaded by life. They're the ones that have more belief and more magic inside of their imagination and more just everything than any adult. Jesus loves his children. And any man or woman that taints that little child and corrupts them, put 50 millstones around their neck and sink them to the bottom of the sea. Let them drown. These are the abominations God is certainly pissed off about. And yes, I'm sorry for my language. I need to watch it. But like I said, I'm on one today. We are living in very crazy times. And like I've said, I've always said, God's going to hide his face from those who turn their back on him. But those who um you know, those who <sighs> 
seek out the Lord. And when the Lord sees, like it says right here in verse 36, when he sees their strength is gone, or excuse me, um, it says, surely the Lord will do justice for his people on his servants. He will have pity. Because, I mean, listen, I hate I hate what's going on in the world. I absolutely hate it. I hate seeing what I'm seeing. I mean, the illusion of what I once knew to be a good life, now that that veil has been lifted and I'm seeing the reality for really what it is, it's like I start thinking to myself, I don't even, why did I think I wanted to be part of that world? I don't even want to be part of this world. Now, again, not saying that as a suicidal person, like nothing like that, but I don't want to be a part of this world. I am foreign to this world. This is not my world. I don't want to be here. We got a lot of chaos going on. And if you turn to Christ and you invite Christ every day in your heart and you ask him, Lord, Jesus, I know I'm a fallen individual. You know this. I don't have to tell you this. But I'm asking you, please come into my heart because I know I need fixing and you're the only one with all the tools in your tool belt to help fix me. I turn my life over to you 100% complete surrender. And when you do that, miraculous things happen in your life. And that's not to say everything is all rosy and peaches and cream going forward. Because trust me, you still have days that are bad and you have a crack in the armor. Satan will find it and he will sneak in in one form or another. He snuck in my armor yesterday. I didn't read my chapter in the first thing in the morning. Right away, that kind of caused a uh, misstep in my routine that I typically do. He took advantage of that. And I just had nothing but anxiety and stress and worries throughout the whole entire day. I was in a sour mood. He, he got me. But not today. It's easy to get got. The important thing is realize. Realize it in the moment when it happens. I knew what was going on. But I was weak and I allowed my uh, anxiety and my, you know, crabbiness to get the best of me. And so anyway, that is 1% plus plus with him on his hard line. I am Jason, the co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host. They are the ones in the captain's chair. They are the ones steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters. This is their platform. What they say goes. I'm just a technical guy and I'm, so glad I have them at my side to guide me because I need more guidance than anybody, probably more than you. But that's why I'm also here, not just for you, but for myself too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you 
for what I just discovered here in chapter 32 in the book of Deuteronomy. That song that Moses recited to the people in Israel. I know the people in this nation and around the world has disappointed you. I know you are not happy. But I know more people are coming to you. More people are coming close to you. And I pray more people come to you and accept Christ, your son, in their heart so they can be bridged to you. And Father, I ask for their forgiveness. I ask for um, um, repentance, not just for myself, but on behalf of this nation. I know there's a lot of abominations and atrocities that are taking place. These little evil demons are taking everything that you made so perfectly and they're inverting everything opposite of what you had intended everything to be, which is perfect. And they're taking everything perfect and making it imperfect and making it ugly and impure. Guide us that we may help restore everything that you have made perfectly. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is it for 1% plus plus with him. We're approaching 30 minutes. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed this. And I will be back with a His Hardline quick look. Have a blessed night. thank you again for joining us here at his heart line you just listened to one percent or less with him don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com we look forward to seeing you next time have a blessed day